You're listening to the Tech Fedition Podcast, episode 87, Redneck Redemption. Hello and welcome. My name is Sergio. I am the host of the Tech Fedition Podcast. It is Mr. James. How's it going? How y'all doing out there? It's Clarence. Winning! <laughs> My name is K. Brown. The K stands for Kerry. Awesome. It's it's March 10th. Uh, this is the, obviously the Tech Vision podcast. We've got a, a bunch of tech news to talk about. Uh, and none of it involves Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> this, this is going to be our 87th episode. Well, yeah, speaking of Charlie Sheen, you know, he doesn't actually write his tweets. There's like some dude that he calls and then the dude tweets for him. Hey, when you're Charlie Sheen, you don't have to write your own tweets. They write themselves. That is is winning. Not having to write your own tweet. Did you know that 87 Punch includes one bottle of Bacardi rum that is aged eight years and 7-Up, a whole two-liter bottle. Apparently, you get real drunk drinking 87 Punch. I've never heard of 87 yeah. Punch until now. But, yeah. Me neither. <laughs> it sounds good. But I, I like rum, and I like 7-Up. Well, you know what? There's probably going to be a lot of people that haven't heard about that because I've hung around with some drinkers a lot in my life. I've never heard about that. So there's probably going to be a lot of people trying some, some 87 Punch this weekend. Man, what happened to you? You like somebody beat the shit out of you. I had an eighty-seven punch, man. And and to those people who try it, you're welcome. Let's move on. Let's go into news. Clarence, you're up first. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, previously we talked about Facebook rolling out their comment system, and as far as I know, TechCrunch has been the only uh, company that's been trying it out. But I think anybody, if they want to implement it, they can. Um, I actually played around with the API a little bit, and it's, it's pretty simple to implement. But but anyway, on uh, TechCrunch's site, uh, they usually get a, a crap ton of comments. Uh, and they wrote an article talking about how the Facebook comment, comment system has kind of changed the type of comments they've been getting. And uh, basically, it's exactly what you would think. Uh, since it's through Facebook and Facebook are real people and you, you could be identified. Uh, the, the, the trolling has pretty much stopped altogether. (laughs) That, that, that makes complete sense. You take away the anonymity of comments and suddenly people care about what they say. Yeah, it's true, but the but the weird thing about this is um, one of the uh, things they bring up in this article I'm looking at from their side is that uh, are the quality of the comments as good as they would have been because people are going to be less people be more afraid to uh, venture out and put something maybe a little more it doesn't have to be offensive or bad but it could be pretty much something you 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 would say without somebody knowing who you are you know. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, you know. Some stuff you don't want to say just because it's attached to your name, you know. Yeah, you don't want to say something. I mean, you're going to stop before you hit sin, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, is this going to make me look like a complete idiot? 
<laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't post it. Now, when these comments are posted, do they post back to the person's Facebook feed? That I'm not completely sure. I about. think you can. I think you can because, like Kotaku, before I stopped going there, you could Facebook connect, and you could choose whether or not you wanted it to um to post to your feed or not. Yeah, actually, I think these do. The thing that's different about these, they're like completely Facebook. There's no other comment yeah, system on their side. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, but still, but still, I mean, I'm sure the Connect thing works the same way, though. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But yeah, Kotaku, you had a choice. You could do Facebook or whatever else. Yeah, so I just thought this was interesting, worth bringing up. It is very interesting. So, James, what else do you find interesting? Well, I find interesting that Sony and LG are at war at the moment. Guns are blazing. Mm-hmm. Cannons are firing. Yeah, they, 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 they're playing hard. Would it be safe now, to say life's not so good at LG right now? Oh, definitely not right now. Uh, I have to do an update to my article uh, because some news has changed. But basically... The main thing about this really started um, because Sony's been having uh, some legal issues with LG anyway for, well, like a good two years now at least over uh, LG infringing on uh, their Blu-ray patents, whereas LG's going to counter sue that they're using theirs. Now, how this really is heated up is back in December, just before the first of the year, Sony made motions to have uh, a couple of the LG smartphones to be banned from being shipped to the U.S. because they were infringing on, I think it said eight patents that were for smartphones. Like one of them was uh, like touchscreen display technology, which I could see, but two of them was... uh, directional keys on a smartphone and how contacts are listed on the screen. I mean, I'm just, sorry, those are just kind of stupid to me, but hey, whatever. It's enough to draw first blood, apparently. Well, LG uh, behind Nokia and Samsung is the third largest uh, developer manufacturer of smartphones. Like, their stuff has basically the third share. You know, they're they're behind those two guys. Well, Sony, with their partnership with Ericsson, are coming out with their own smartphone. And since they've already had the problems with these patents, they just went in and said, well, we're going to go ahead and play a real hardball because we want this share. We want to get in here, and we're going to cock block you, basically, is what they said. Was that in the press release? We looked at Cockblock <laughs> LG. No, no, but you know, I, I figured it was appropriate because I figured people would have got the reference of Sony attempting to penetrate a market. So penetrate Cockblock. Oh. Uh, where's Carl and you? Yeah, I, just, I just think it's worth noting. I'm going to just interject for a second. Like LG doesn't just make phones. They make television sets. They do all kinds of stuff. They're, they're a huge company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, 
They're huge companies. They're the world's second largest manufacturer of TVs. It's just, I was just pointing it out because I've I noticed on a lot of comments, people seem to think that LG only makes phones, but they make DVD players, home cinema systems, movie projectors, laptops. They do all kinds of stuff. They make washers they and dryers. Almost yeah, they don't, they don't just make um, um, phones. I just wanted to point that out. I'm not saying you were applying that. I just, for, for the uninitiated listener, I was just... <laughs> Them know that, that, that is a perfectly valid point to make. But uh, continuing along with where we were going now that we have here, um, LG, because uh, really I haven't been able to find anything definite on the U.S. injunction against them, but LG went through uh, in Denmark and the Netherlands, Holland especially, and got an injunction passed and I mean, they had this done on the backside. Like this was done on the download because Sony was not given any forewarning or anything like that. They went in and had uh, PS3s banned from being shipped into Denmark for a 10-day period. Is what um, the normal initial bit is for. Uh, that way everybody gets together and really figures out what's going on. Like the judge, it's not that the judge is saying that they were right and something's wrong. It was just the judge felt that there was enough evidence there to warrant bringing this up. Now, the reason why LG chose Denmark Holland is because Holland is the main distribution hub where the PS3s go. Like most of Sony's Electronic stuff hit Holland and then go out. Uh, so all of them were seized in the warehouses. Every PS3 seized, period. Now, the reason wasn't going to hurt so much because they had a good two or three weeks worth. Basically, what they said, there was a good two or three weeks worth of inventory of PS3 shops. It wasn't saying that they couldn't sell them, but they just couldn't import them anymore, which was odd. Um, but that was overturned today, and LG has to pay Sony uh, legal fees. Well, yeah, initial legal fees and uh, lost revenue for those ten <clears throat> for the what nine nine days? Yeah, nine days because tomorrow would have been day ten. Nine days of uh, lost revenue of sales that they you know have to make up for. Um, so things are only going to heat up. But LG went stupid with some of the stuff that they were wanting to do. One of the things they were wanting to do was to make it to where PS3s were banned completely because of the infringement and home systems confiscated. And they, they wanted all confiscated systems destroyed. Like they tried to get the confiscated systems in the warehouses destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're not going to get that. <laughs> well, they didn't get that. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, it's one of those things that that's a company I really don't want to support. You know, well, like I mean, you got, you got to look at it from there. I mean, I, I understand that, that LG, you know, they're, they're kind of shafting Sony here, but... My whole thing is these companies, two companies used to work together. They had an electronics agreement that expired three years ago. And since that agreement expired, they've been at each other's throats. 
And um, if Sony actually did violate their patents, I mean, they have every... I'm not saying they have a right to come in your, your house and smash your PS3, but as far as, like, like stopping them from from releasing them or whatever, they're perfectly within their rights to do that. If that's actually what happened. So, I mean, if, if this was Microsoft or whoever, I mean, it's it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they're legally... They have the legal right to do this. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, yeah. And the thing about it though is what's pissed me off is them attempting like they were putting in the works attempting to have home consoles seized. Dude, there's like, no way they can yeah, do that. Like At least they, not, maybe, yeah. maybe in Europe they can do that, but there's no way they could do that here. I mean, yeah, and no and when you sue somebody, you don't just play around and say, Oh, give us some money. You really have to go whole hog because you know yeah. you're not going to get everything that you, you, yeah. you attempt to grab. This is good bargaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we'll not try to confiscate things if you just do this, you know? And, and the thing is, I, I don't blame LG because for every LG, the, you know, for every action they've done like this, every other company has done the same damn thing. To someone yeah, else. Dude, just think about how a couple years ago when Sony completely shut down Licksang, which is like my favorite import site, they like completely shut them down. They shut, they like drowned them in legal fees and um, just killed the whole site. So, I mean, Sony's not, uh, um, they're not uh, a virgin in a white dress here. <laughs> They've done the no, same but, thing before. But, but on the flip side of that, they were not... Uh, they were not putting in uh, papers or whatnot to attempt to have, you know, your copies of whatever you imported seized. I mean, that's we don't know that. They killed. They killed the site. I mean, they they didn't they didn't legally kill them. They just they. I mean, they pretty much served the same purpose. I mean, it, either way, the person who eats it in the end is the consumer. So, yeah, I mean. Just, yeah, they're not they're not gonna come in your house, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just think this is funny after what Sony has been trying to do in the states for the past uh, month or so, you know, with the yeah. uh, with the modern thing. So I don't know. Yeah, with with their with their key getting released. <laughs> and an- another funny thing about this whole thing is that th- these these trials or whatever this is, this course is being it's being held in in the Hog, which is like the. <laughs> The primary judicial capital for the United State, United Nations. <laughs> Gee. Man, she's just—I—I I just think that's hilarious that that's where they're having this, that where they're hearing this case it, because it's in the Netherlands. But <laughs> a lot of interesting tidbits there. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about the PS3, uh, that was a firmware uh, update today, actually. Uh, that will allow PlayStation Plus users to cloud save their save games. So those seven PlayStation Plus subscribers who also own more than one PS3 will be fine. That's they pretty can good. Transfer feature. between consoles. Now, can you really do that? Because most of the time, the saves now are locked to specific consoles, not to profiles. Just profiles, but specific consoles. Uh, I'm suggest. Well, what what else would be the purpose of putting it in the cloud? To the cloud, they ought to do a Microsoft commercial. <laughs> you know. If, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I want to give Tony like uh, you know give him a hand clap for this. Cause this is a pretty cool feature. I'm surprised Microsoft hasn't done anything like this yet. I mean, considering what Carrie just said to the cloud commercials. <laughs> yeah, those cloud commercials don't make any damn sense. By the way, <laughs> like, I, it's, it, it's like they're taking the word cloud and using it because they know that's a hot topic right now. But they're saying it in. Uh, in, in, in a commercial that doesn't have anything to do with cloud computing, yeah, and to just to 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 push that to the mass it's, market, it's, 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 it's a buzzword, exactly. But also, as a footnote, <laughs> uh, apparently this update also kind of resecures the PS3, or at least for the ones that get updated. Uh, Microsoft should, for now, Microsoft should try to trademark cloud like something like Apple's trademark in the App Store. <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah, like th- th- this. This makes sense for games like Portal Two when it comes out, because you- you'll be able to play on both PC and PS3 with your PS3 copy. But for most games, I, as I said, unless you have more than one PlayStation, or I guess maybe if you want to do local multiplayer at somebody's house, and you're farther along in a game than someone else is. Yeah. Now this would. This would be cool if you get profiles, because I'm always forgetting to bring my memory card for when I go up to my buddy's house to play um, Halo. But you can recover your gamer tag, but you gotta re-recover when you get home. Actually, the PlayStation already had had that. Like, oh, it it does have that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 profiles are always in the cloud. Oh, so you just you just you have a username. That's right. You have a username and password. Yeah. Microsoft, get on it. <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft, hey, um, the Connect, the Xbox Connect, the glorified eye toy, <laughs> is the fastest-selling consumer electronics device in world history. Yes, it has sold even faster than the iPad or the iPhone or the anything. Or yeah, this is crazy, but they have sold ten. Million connects in ninety days. Don't wow. ask me how. Ten, ten, ten million. Ten million. Million. Ten million. Oh yet, and yet, I've had a time or two. I've had a time this week, specifically that I remember it was Tuesday. I walked into GameStop just for the hell of it, and somebody went up to get a connect, and they said, "Well, we got five new and fifteen used. Which one do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like they, they've had 15 people trade those things in. It's like, yeah, we've got more trade-ins than we do new in the box. Well, the thing that, is, I mean, with that many people buying them in game, that's what GameStop does. They're a pawn shop, so of course they're going to have, <laughs> of course they're going to have used ones. Hmm. Makes sense to me, but um, it does. But <laughs> the, the fact that they had so many used copies. You know, used versions of the peripherals already traded in compared to they had five new. Well, that, that could just mean that they don't have that many. It doesn't mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't get where you're going with that, really. <laughs> you don't find the serendipity, serendipitous comedy in that that well, they sold a million and. I bet you they had. I bet you. I bet you they have more used copies of Call of Duty Black Ops than they do new copies. <laughs> oh, I believe that. I believe that easily. <laughs> I mean, 
Mm. That just means that GameStop's making a lot of money. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they're making a lot of money. It, oh, I, I, I just want to throw my two cents in there. That that product is not ten million like good. It, it it doesn't justify the sales that it is receiving. I agree with you, but my thing is, it the best thing. I mean, usually never is the best selling thing. I I like the PlayStation wasn't like the best con system. Okay, the PlayStation was. But I don't think the PlayStation Two was. Um, as far as hardware goes. Um, the Xbox isn't a better hardware wise. It isn't better than the PlayStation Three. The Wii certainly isn't better than either one of them. Yeah, yeah. The most powerful sales, system has never won the generation. Sales, yeah. sales is never about quality. <laughs> it's about marketing and um, it's doing just enough and marketing the crap out of it, and that's yeah. what they did. Just you got to you got to hand it to them, man. They they really really came through. I mean, plus the kind. Yeah, I said, plus they're kind of hitting it on two fronts. They're hitting, like, all the people who already got the consoles who want to try it. And, and with the family appeal of it, they're trying to get all the other soccer moms and stuff to have the Wii to, to come out and buy it, too. So, I mean, they're kind of they're yeah. capitalizing on all markets. And they're kind of smart, because I, 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 I'm almost borderline, I want to call this a fad. Because, I mean, you, you got to think about it. The Wii's been out for how many years? It's been out a long time, and this is kind of the Five next thing. It's kind of the next thing, you know? It's the next newest casual thing, and they're not, like we said so many times before, they're not aiming this, for the most part, they're not aiming it at, at the seasoned Xbox person. They're aiming it at the the casual person that's going to see it on TV and be like, ooh, it's like I'm in the game, and then they yeah. go buy it. Yeah, like another note on this, uh, I think I read somewhere that this month was their uh, best non-December month for Xbox sales ever. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember reading that as well. So that's, that's kind of significant also. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all I'm thinking is just a huge amount of shovelware is going to hit the 360 again. Again? I would I wouldn't say again. <laughs> I would say finally. <laughs> that, that's how you really know that it's yeah. a system is crazy successful is when you start getting yeah. games that are ridiculous. 360 doesn't have it. Hasn't really it. had any shovelware so, unless you count like first generation ports, but every new console has those. Um. Yeah. Well, let's, but anyway, let's yeah. Stop. Moving on to something yeah. else that, that sold an assload of things in a ridiculous amount yeah. of time. To no one's surprise, Pokemon Black and White sold a million copies in 24 hours. Um, I think Pokemon's the biggest selling franchise behind Mario um, as far as like global sales, world lifetime franchise sales go. So I guess this shouldn't really come as a surprise, but it was kind of a surprise to me because you don't really think of Pokemon being that popular anymore, but it still is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I, I got buddy that to this day are playing uh, like some of the first DS Pokemon games online against each other and against other people. Like there are websites and forums where people are talking real time. It's like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a match. Hey, I'm looking for a match. And they friend code each other right there online and go. Friend code. Oh, man. To this day, I've never played a Pokemon game all the way through. And I've, I've played... I played the first one 
Well, I guess it wasn't the first one, but the first American one. I've yet to play one all the way through. You play the first one, you should play it all of them. Pretty much, but <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Fix it. If I was if I if I was consistently <laughs> selling platinum platinum copies of of a game where I, the only thing I did was add some new furry little monsters, I, I just keep adding the furry little monsters and wouldn't worry about anything else. Yeah, for me, because I, I never really connected with the whole Pokemon thing, so like all this like totally misses me. I know like you were a big fan when we were younger, but you know, yeah. It, it, it's, like, it's like all over my head. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the hype is about. Yeah, well, you have to you have to remember. Ever since Pokemon started, there has been a constant uh, stream of children who want to catch them all. We're aging to the point to where it's cool to catch them all. And you you know the the funny thing to me is I don't think Pokemon would have ever caught on here the way it did if it wasn't for all like all these um Puritan Judeo. Christian religious groups complaining about it, and then there was that whole seizure thing where they were showing the cartoon in Japan, and there was this episode where there was a bunch of flashing, or not flashing, like showing naked parts, like like there was a bunch of like like bright lights and stuff that flashed in the scene, and like I can't remember how many kids it was, like thousands of kids in Japan, they all had seizures at the same time, and like all this stuff hit the news, and then there was the whole thing about catching the monsters, and I remember seeing this thing on YouTube about this dude talking about how. How Pokemon was the devil and all this—it's just all that stuff kind of made it even more popular. It probably would have sold on its own, but it was—it was both famous and infamous. <laughs> yeah, any publicity. Did, did you say pub- pubicity? Yeah, uh, pubicity? yeah, yeah, yeah. I messed it up. Yeah. Oh man, here he is. <laughs> I'm yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm gonna post this <laughs> post this video to y'all. It's, it's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, that Pokemon it feels like crack. Oh yeah. Crack Crackemon. Well, while we're talking about Nintendo, I posted an article earlier uh, this uh, this week. Actually, was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. Uh, about the Legend of Zelda re-release coming to the uh, 3DS. Of course, Legend of Zelda has seen many re-releases, and this is this, of course, is going to be the Ocarina of Time. Um, the news behind this is that the Master Quest, previously only available via pre-order bonus on the GameCube, is going to be available in the 3DS version of the Ocarina of Time. What's so different about the Master Quest? Well, not much. It was supposed to come out on the 64 disc drive. Yet another failed disc drive for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was supposed to. Well, supposedly that that's how it started. It was they were going to make an add-on for the original Ocarina of Time for for the 64 disc drive, and then that was a fantastic failure. And <clears throat> fans were like, "We want to see what you were working on. Release it. Come on, man!" And so supposedly they threw it all into this game and released it. Uh, as a pre-order bonus for the Wind Waker on the GameCube, but once you play yeah. the Master Quest, you realize it's not really any bonus content. It's just all of the dungeons in the game have been made significantly harder. Hmm. Dude, that Water Temple was a was a yeah, <laughs> was a female dog. I don't I don't want to play that <laughs> if it, if it's any harder than it was when I played it the first time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. But what what what's so interesting is that there's this game is beloved by 
the majority of the gaming community and a lot of people have played the original Ocarina of Time multiple, multiple playthroughs. And if anything, the Master Quest just gives them an opportunity to play something different while at the same time being nostalgic. Yeah, I have to admit, other than the original Zelda, this is the only Zelda I've played all the way through. It, yeah, we it, played the mess out of this game. <laughs> the uh, way yeah, it was I, meant to be played. All the on the 64. But you know, like, what is it with, with Zelda games and failed disc, disc drive peripherals? Like, I didn't know up until like a couple weeks ago that the first Zelda was actually, the original Japanese version was on the, the, disc, the disc add-on for the NES. But they ported it over to like a cart when they brought it here. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it had, like, the music was higher quality and everything. It was, like, on a freaking floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Weird. Weirdness. Oh, uh, well, the, the 25th anniversary of Zelda's coming up soon, and apparently Nintendo's working on some sort of thing. Of course, they, they did that, that re-release of All-Stars when Mario had its 25th, so we'll see what they do this year. But They I'm, need to do... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to buy whatever they release, and I'm going to buy this re-release of Ocarina of Time. So. It would be awesome. I know they probably won't do this, but if they did like a 3D remake of Link to the Past, I'd be so I'd be on that like a hobo on a ham sandwich. Actually, they, they recently announced that uh, with the 3DS, they're going to be remastering, quote-unquote, uh, old games with 3D graphics. Uh, so are we talk. Are we talking like like polygons? Or are we talking about no, eye we're ta- popping? We're talking eye popping. Well, I'm talking about polygons. I'm not talking. Oh. <laughs> I'm not talking about uh like um pop out stuff. Pop 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 up video. No, I'm talking about uh, like 3D graphics. Like uh, the the closest thing you're gonna get to that is uh, Spirit Tracks and uh, that other one they did for DS. No, what, what what I'm saying is I would like for them to do like a remake of Link to the Past with like a, a Ocarina of Time like engine, but like I guess more of like a, a a Twilight Princess type engine. I would be so on it. I would buy the system that they made that on. <laughs> like that that could be the only game they release for it, and I, I would buy it. Okay, okay, you guys, you heard it here. That is a game selling. I mean, that's a system selling game right there. Get on it. Yeah, go go Nintendo. You have your orders. That's pretty much any Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, I don't know. It first. <laughs> I guess some uh, they could do a fan remake and then get ceased and desisted like after a month of work. <laughs> as soon as they post their hey, this is what we're working on. Oh man! And the very next day, hey, that's what we were working on. Rest in peace. Uh, but you have some news about Black Ops. Yeah, I, just, I like I like stories about stuff selling apparently this week. But mm-hmm. um, Call of Duty Black Ops is the best selling video game ever. Not fastest selling. The the it sold more copies than anything else the ever in the United bestest? States. The wow. bestest. It has sold thirteen point seven million copies. One game. Wow. That that would be diamond if this was on a, a CD. <laughs> That's it sold as many copies as Speaker Box and Love Below from Outcast. But anyway, that's over a billion dollars in revenue, and I mean, it's it was on multi platforms, and I think Bungie 
one of the reasons they wanted to go multi-platform is because they wanted to try to get a game to sell like this. Not saying the next Bungie game will sell like this because, I mean, I think it has much more to do with how good more like obviously from the Connect thing, it's 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 it has a lot more to do with, um, well, it 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 takes more than just having a good game. I guess is what I'm trying to say. See Shadow of Colossus and Ico, but um, yeah. Or what was the other game? Enslaved. That was another. It got really, really good reviews, but it sold like crap. It was made by the people, the Ninja Theory people that made um, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to play that, and now that it's cheap, I may. Yeah, I yeah, thought I about it. Sweet. Oh, it is. It's good. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Cool. But yeah. Anyway, Black 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 Op, Call of Duty Black Cops is selling selling like gangbusters apparently. Man, we play had been the number one game. <laughs> well, we, we play had been the number one controller that you bought with a game. Which I mean that 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 just shows you how crazy this is. That yeah, that it's even sold more than that. Um, but I don't really know what this means though, because I used to think you know the Call of Duty game sold because of Infinity Ward, but apparently they sold because of Call of Duty because. They had nothing to do with this one, or people just didn't know that they didn't have anything to do with I it. Mean, and, and yeah, that, the average consumer doesn't care. Yeah, and that kind of really has hurt the uh, the guys who created Call of Duty. Well, who, who yeah. did that? That has hurt. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the reason this is so like surprising to me is because you know the the people that made Call of Duty created they're the same people that created the Medal of Honor franchise. And when they when they left the Medal of Honor franchise, it didn't exactly set the world on fire, which I guess that's why this surprised me, which it was a different landscape in video games back then, but it was just, I don't know. I figured it would decline like Medal of Honor has, even though they tried to revive it this year with that Call of, I Want to Be Call of Duty game. Hmm. I, hate, I hate games like that, that, you know, they don't, they just try to copy something that's already there, you know. In order for you, like, to to dethrone something, you don't. You have to be like. You can't just be better. You have to be like ten times better <laughs> for people to stop buying the game that they've been buying to, to to buy yours. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you can hope to do is is feed on that crowd and be a, a, a an an additional purchase, not a purchase instead of. Yeah, where our economy is though, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, that's enough Call of Duties. Let's talk about Ninja Turtles. Oh God, more Call of Duties. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, ever since uh, Ninja Turtles were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, was sold to uh, Viacom, is it Viacom? Yeah, to Nickelodeon uh, last year. Uh, they've been pretty silent on exactly what they're going to do with the franchise. Of course, uh, some mo- movie news had leaked out that Michael Bay's production company was working with uh, with them to to create something uh, for the theaters. But uh, other than that, no news had, had leaked about the TV show they were working on. Well, this week they released a uh, basically like an art. I don't want to say a screenshot because it's not a screenshot, but it's 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 basically a a, a publicity still. Showing the turtles in action, um, 
And I don't know if I like what they look like. Like, I, I like the idea of new turtles, and I will be on board no matter what happens, because that's just me. Uh, but I don't know if I like what <laughs> yeah, I see. that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can honestly tell you, I don't like that art style. Like, I, I like the the art side of it. I don't like the fact that it looks a lot like the movie that came out three years ago. Three or four four years ago. Because I want something new. Donatello looks like Guts, man. Well, I mean, how many times have they done that now? How, how different can you make it look? I don't know. Do something. The only way I will watch this is if Splinter's in it and he's voiced by James Avery. Uncle Phil, like the original. What? No, Uncle Uncle Phil did the voice of Shredder. I meant to say Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Shredder, I'm sure... You, know, you misunderstood me correctly. <laughs> and I'm sure Splinter will be in it as well, but... Uh, it's not supposed to come out until 2012, so they've got I'd some rather, some I'd time to work the, on it. I'd rather watch the Smurfs movie than this, though. <laughs> that oh. being said, oh. that's low. That that being said, <laughs> uh, obviously you're not the target here. Uh, the target, obviously of course, I'm not. Children no. and me, so <laughs> children who've never heard of the turtles, which should be every child born oh. in in the last what two years. Hey, my kid was born in the last two years. That's convenient. It's like, are are turtles still? Are they still cool though? Like, dude, I just I don't know because most of the most of the time when I show my own my nephews and stuff that I watched when I was a kid, they're like, "Wow, you watched that?" Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything, any anybody watching the original Turtles these days is is crazy if they think it's a good show because it was not a good show. It just was out at the right time. Thank and you. Thank was you for was it, it was a product of its generation. And the, the characters are strong enough to carry, you know, multiple series and multiple movies and whatnot. But the TV show was pretty poorly produced. Hey, kids, don't stick a fork in the um, electrical outlet. Turtle power? Yeah, you know, <laughs> but a lot of stuff from that, from that era was just poorly produced. Uh, and despite it being poorly produced, there's a lot of nostalgia for it. Uh, since then, with the newer TV show, it was an extremely solid piece of, uh, you know, piece of TV. But you it mean had that, so much. The, the Turtles animated they made. Yeah, yeah, like in 2003, that was a great show. But it had so much to compete with that instead of it being the worldwide phenomenon that it was, it was just, <laughs> a, solid, you know, it was just a solid show that some kids watched. And he says it with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, how do you make those words come out of your behind? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, but it was. It was just a sh- solid show. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. a really solid show. Yeah, the the it's, at some point in that show they got to where they did the whole time travel thing, and I'm gonna go to the future. Any series that does that almost instantly loses me, and you know, I was trying to get into a Nestle, and I kind of like, okay, they're in the future. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was like you know. sixth season, so yeah, yeah, they had already exhausted all their fantastic comic book stuff, so they just went to the future. But I'm excited, no matter what, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess you know, some some series transcend time boundaries. 
One such series is Dragon Ball Z. My nephews are currently enjoying the show that I watched ten years ago. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the turtles can do it too. Maybe. I hope so. Well, at this point, Nickelodeon has so much money tied up in that franchise that they're not going to let it die anytime soon. So, yay! Do they have movie rights too, or just uh? Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. they bought they bought them outright. Interesting. They they straight up own the turtles right now. That'll do it for news. <laughs> let's let's jump to what we're playing. James, what are you playing? Uh, I am playing the Mortal Kombat demo. So the 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 demo for the original nineteen ninety whatever game, Mortal Kombat. They oh, made no. demos back then. <laughs> old demo. Oh, back then they were called just little. Arcade cabinets. Yeah, go to the arcade. That's your demo. <laughs> okay, well, to well to clarify, <laughs> I have been playing the demo for the Mortal Kombat game that is, coming- <laughs> that is taking the uh, Mortal Kombat fighting series back to more of its uh, 2D roots. So it's so so. What you're saying is they're street fightering it, pretty much. <laughs> or uh, you could say they are rival schooling it. Ah. You remember rival schools? It was 2D plane. There was no sidestepping, but the characters were all 3D. No, yes. okay, mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it had soccer in it. I remember that game. Mm-hmm. Huh. He was trying to copy off Fighting Vipers, but we won't get into that. It's a fighting game history lesson right here. Go. How is that? So how's the demo play? Uh, It plays really good, actually. The speed is in between Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3. So that means it's not particularly slow, but it's not super fast. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 3 was crazy fast. Yeah, it was uh, it was sped up way too much. Is there yes. a run button? No, there yes. are no runs. Um, but the buttons are different. Instead of having high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick, you have forward punch, back punch, forward kick, back kick. Uh, so there's a so button that you press to make him kick someone in the back? Nope, no. Nope. Uh, basically, when you have an on point stance. Your body's turned towards the side, so that way you present a much less, much smaller target to be hit. So whatever's facing your opponent is your forward arm and leg. So the forward buttons do that, and the back buttons are your uh, your your arm and leg that are facing towards your back. Does that make sense? Yeah, like the the rear leg, or yeah, I know what you mean. Yes. The rear leg, rear arm, yes. There is a block button. There is a switch stance. There's a button for throw and a tag button. Uh, but fear not, throws can be broken. So yay on that one. Um, the tag button didn't give really a chance to use that because uh, this demo doesn't have the tag feature on it. Uh, it's four characters, two stages. The four characters are Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Johnny Cage, and Melina. And let me tell you what. 
you don't have to worry about going completely back to the MK one to three days of everybody works the same way because they don't. There is a lot of difference in how those four characters work. Wait, you said what? Who's in the demo? In the demo, it's uh, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Johnny Cage, and Molina. All right, that's a good choice. So is Melina the bad twin or the good twin? She's the bad twin. Uh, she's actually not. She's actually not a twin. She's a clone. Um, but for the canon story, before they did all this retcon with this game, is uh, Katana was under mind control, so she thought Melina was her twin, but she, you know, they kept their well, masks all the time, so she never saw. That- the that's to show you how much I haven't played a Mortal Kombat since two, and in two they were twins. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, in in two they were just a palette swap, so they could have more characters on screen. <laughs> well, just... actually, in, in, in two, if you see Milena's ending, it, it states that she was a clone because one of her fatalities is where she pulls her mask down, sucks up the other character, and turns around and spits them out. You know, so it was. It was we know all clones can do that. Well, I, I never beat it with her, and when in when I what in the manual it says they're twins, so that's where I got that from. <laughs> what What do you think about the graphics? I'm looking at the trailer, and they don't really look particularly great. <laughs> I mean, uh, they're damn good. Hmm. They are detailed as shit. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Um, so they're lumpy and brown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can see the corn easily. No, nothing for that one, huh? Never mind. <laughs> I didn't eat any corn. <laughs> so so I, I'm I'm looking at a list of the characters that are going to be in this game, and they're they're pretty like classic characters. Yeah. Um. What this game is doing is. The basic story, and this makes a, a dreaded multiverse, a time, an alternate timeline, is uh, it's at the end of Armageddon, the Armageddon game, and Shao Kahn is about to win. Uh, so what Raiden does just before he dies, he sends a message to himself in the past. Just like Star Trek. <laughs> or Watchmen. Yes. Just no blue penis. That we know of. Hopefully not. I think that was a lot of the Mortal Kombat fans like, male pe- blue penis, no! Yeah, it's like I have not played a Mortal Kombat game since 3, and looking at this list, I recognize everybody. So it doesn't, so far, of the announced characters, I don't think they're going any any deeper than Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, Well, they're going to go a little deeper, a little deeper than that. But uh, what it is is they're adding all the characters from 1 to 3 because this game is going to span <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 through 3 for were the story. New, were there any new characters after 3? I'm not saying that jokingly. It's an honest question. <laughs> yeah, apparently yeah, yeah, they added a buttload. There were a lot of characters that they added because uh, uh, Quan Chi is going to be an unlockable character. Supposedly, he's going to be an unlockable character, which uh, he's been a fan favorite since just because he had that fatality where he would rip your leg off and just beat you mercilessly with it. 
Um, four was horrible. Yeah. I do remember seeing it in the arcade. I never played it, though. That was the last one that had arcades. Now, for the the PS3, they're getting a special extra character, you know, just for the hell of it character. They're getting Kratos. That's that's very uh, soul Fitting. caliber of them. Fitting. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, it, it's been on the forum boards. Like, people are like, oh, why Kratos? Why Kratos? And all I can think is, if why not? GOA 4 can get a Spartan from Halo, why can't Mortal Kombat get Kratos from God of War? Makes sense to me. Yeah. Plus, plus the way Kratos' nature is fits into the brutality of this game. But how does he fit in the timeline? He's not gonna. They're not doing a whole. He's not playable for story. He's just totally, there. totally rhetorical. I was just joking. <laughs> Actually, that is the exact way they should do that. Is is only have him available for multiplayer. He he's 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 there to assassinate Raiden, the God of Thunder. Oh no! There you go. There's your story. Story's just writing itself. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Well, let's move on to Crisis. The Brown Brothers are playing Crisis they should 2. They just call this game Call of Crisis. Cause, <laughs> um, that's pretty much what the multiplayer demo is. It's it's Call of Duty with, like, nano suits, and yeah. it's pretty. Yeah, it looks, well, I mean, it looks beautiful. Do what, James? Well, I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest... How did the first Crisis play? Because all the major, fun, first-person shooters, what exactly is the big difference in their game? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, you can't really compare Crisis as far as the – I don't know about this new game, but the, the first two, Crisis and Crisis War, you can't compare them to, like, Call of Duty or any of those games because it's completely different. It's a sandbox game. It's got more in common with, like, I'd say, like, I don't want to say Grand Theft Auto, but it's – it's they basically drop you on this island and and I mean it's a it's a it's a living breathing ecosystem. You can go wherever you want to go. Um, you have multiple objectives. Um, if you want to just steal somebody's vehicle and ride around and shoot stuff, you can. You don't you don't. There there isn't like a path or like scripted explosions and and you know stuff like that. It's 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 a sandbox game. So it's an open um, world first person game. Yeah, um so like I said you can you pretty much do whatever you want. Um you have objectives and normally you'll have two or three objectives at the same time. And it's pretty and I mean there really ain't a whole lot to it other than that. I mean the AI is top notch. I mean if you're sniping people like from the top of a ridge like in, in, okay there's people on the, there's like a little camp on the beach and you're sniping people for the ridge um if they will find you and hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like, you know, those first-person shooters where you shoot somebody and you run around the corner and they just go turn around and go on their path or whatever. They will they will hawk you down and bring if you kill all if you like kill all of the people in a certain area, they'll call in tanks or whatever. They'll call in reinforcements. It's just I mean, it's it. You you actually feel like you're you're in you're in a a world that would be existing whether you were there or not. In in that respect, I mean, I don't think it's one of the greatest first person shooters ever. But it, in the in the respect, it's high points make it worth playing. And I, that's why I was really disappointed about the multiplayer. Which, given the other Crisis games didn't really have multiplayer, there was a Crisis Wars thing that came out with the Crisis Warhead, 
and it was kind of ho-hum. But I just hope that they don't make this... Just playing this made me worried that they're going to make the single player like a scripted thing yeah. like Call of Duty or something, and I just hope they don't do that. I hope they stick to their guns, pun intended. Hey. Did, mm-hmm. did you play the demo on PC or 360? I played on PC. Yeah, I, I played on PC also. I had trouble getting in the games, man. It kept failing, which was kind oh, of really? a downer. I, I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful game, though I have to admit, man. <laughs> yeah, I can I can tell where I, I I just I'm not sure if they were if I don't think the PC was the focus on this game though. Yeah, it still I, looks, it still looks great though. Well, yeah. that that may be why I run so well on my system because like Crisis, the first Crisis runs worse than this one <laughs> which is weird yeah, yeah. Cri- well, the first- so the, well what it is is that after the first crisis game they really start setting specific benchmarks that they would program to so instead of making a game that would require the newest five thousand dollar video card they said okay we're, we're going to start losing market because the economy is going bad you know, they saw this before and says, we'll hit benchmarks. Here's a mid-grade card due to that, you know, or a lower high-grade card programmed to that. I just I just chalk it up to lazy coding, though, as far as the first crisis. Because, I mean, if you had the system to run it, it wasn't. It looked great, but it, the engine wasn't the best. Like, take something like the Source engine when it came out. I mean, if you had the rig to run it, you could have it looking super beautiful, but it would scale down... To whatever system you had, um, and that's something that's kind of lost on modern, modern PC games. You don't see a whole lot of companies doing that. They either make something, you know, they don't really make engines that scale well. Which I guess this, that's what this engine is. If you got like a super uber system, it'll look great, you know, but it'll still run if you don't. Cause like, like, like this one, it runs a lot better. Like I get way better frame rates on this. Um, engine than I do on Crisis 1 or even on Crisis Warhead, which is an optimized version of the the first CryEngine, so... Or I guess it would be CryEngine 2, because the first CryEngine was um, Far Cry, so... But it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty game. I'm not trying to detract from its prettiness. I mean, is, is this one using the same engine as, uh, as First Crisis? I think, that, I think this was actually using CryEngine 3. It is, if I'm, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Hmm. Which I guess they, like I said, they... they they got on their P's and Q's and what, what what's interesting interesting about the multiplayer is of course it's a first person game and everyone knows that in this day and age you can't release a first person game without some sort of multiplayer aspect to it and uh, Crytek doesn't know how to do that but they bought Free Radical and they do know how to do that and that's who actually developed the multiplayer half of the half of the game. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually disappointed if if Free Radical did that because I'd expect a lot more from them than I would just the regular project people. And it's pretty much like I said, it's pretty much a Call of Duty clone. I would love to see some time splitters elements in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want a new black, damn it! I want I want black on the new generation systems. That was uh, bacteria. Yeah, that was Criterion, yeah. They're burnout people, and they made awesome explosions. Was that the Seal? No, I'm thinking of 13. 13 was the Seal Shaded game. 
Oh yeah, that game was good. That that was a terrible game. Well, no, I never that, played it. I just remember like they came out around the same time. I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah. No, uh, Black was one that nobody thought would really sell because it didn't have a, a multiplayer element to it. And it was in the later days of the PS2's life cycle when everybody was hopping online with the uh, the, the early Call of Duty games and SOCOM and Killzone and whatnot. But when this game came out, on it, it's so mad because it was just fun and it was all about the guns. You know, I mean, if you haven't played it and you've got a PS2, came out on Xbox too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got out. it. I just haven't played it. It's a lot of fun. Like if you can do, because it actually has a cheat. Well, not a cheat, but uh, if you can be, you know, beat on the highest level and whatnot, you'll unlock the infinite ammo weapons. And then you can just run around and just cause all kinds of hell. I mean, it had uh, the first where you really saw destructible environments and things of that sort. It's really good. All right. Well, that leads me pretty nicely into my <laughs> uh, my, my shout out this week. Um, speaking of games from last generation, uh, I re- reviewed Beyond Good and Evil HD this week, and. <clears throat> I, I I sum it up pretty good. I, at least I hope I do. In in the review, in that it's a, still a good game. It was a good game when it came out, but a shoddy porting job, or not necessarily a shoddy porting porting job, just a lazy porting job, keeps it from being what it could be. And uh, I, I just want to throw a shout out to to I am Supreme, whoever that is. Uh, it's a, a commenter on on our on our site on this specific uh, review who apparently knows a project manager manager over at Ubisoft, of course, the uh, develop, developer of Beyond Good and Evil. And uh, I suggest you read the comment because it says a lot about the development practices of not only Ubisoft but just the gaming industry. And he talks about he or she. I'm, yeah, my wife's brother, so I'm assuming he's a dude. So uh, – he talks about how they'll hire people for a, a team and then cut those people as soon as the game is released. Offer no uh, no support for a game if it has a you know a game breaking bug in it. And he's he's very vocal about how he how he feels that Beyond Good and Evil did not get a fair shake in its in its port over to the to the HD consoles. So yeah, I think that it was very good. They never really. They never really put a lot behind that game, though. Even the original one, did they? Uh, not marketing, no. Uh, like it was, it was, a, it, it was a good and competent game when it came out originally. It just had a few problems. Yeah, I'm just saying they never really pushed it. Like, no, not nearly as much as they did the the other games that came out. Like Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time came out basically at the same time yeah. as this game, and this one kind of got shoved under the rug. Yeah, it didn't. I, I guess. I guess. I, Saying it just doesn't really surprise me that they aren't really trying to tweak the game. You know, it's it's basically a commercial for the new one, isn't it? Yeah, but there's no guarantee they're even working on the new one yet. Uh, they they released a, a trailer a couple years ago that was a teaser, and then since then they've announced two different times the game has been either put on hold or uh, canceled indefinitely, and then they pop up with this thing 
which is just basically a re-release with you know some textures that have been improved uh, and nothing else changed. If they really wanted to grow the franchise and put out a good commercial for a new game, they would have fixed things in the original that pissed people off. Yeah. yeah. Are there any? Like, how long has it been out? Are there any numbers on it? Or uh, it's been out about a week, week or so. So I don't. I, I imagine it's doing just, well. It's only ten bucks. Well, yeah. I just. I, I just. To me, this is me thinking. I just see if this doesn't sell well, they're probably they probably they may or may not put any more money into into the franchise. Yeah, and that, I'll, I'll, I always hear people talking about how great this game is, but I don't think it really sold worth anything, did it? No, no. It it, it was it, it it is a good game, but it did not sell very well. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think companies should be more willing to sell off their franchises or. You know, once they know they're not going to do anything with them, just like we just talked about the turtles, you know, uh, Viacom scooped it up. If you know you're not going to ever put anything into a franchise and there's a, a fan base out there that loves it, and if somebody else would be willing to pick it up and, you know, develop a good game for it, you know, I, I think you should be willing at least to, even if not you're not trying to sell it for a high amount, just try to, you know, support the fans instead of being, you know... <laughs> Well, that's the thing about these big companies. They rather sit on something and give it to somebody else and then make it successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't want to look like they lost money by selling it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, like those, it's just like those bands that sign a record contract and then their first CD doesn't really sell, but the, the, the record company doesn't really want to put another record out, but they sign them for three records and they're just kind of sitting on them. Yep. That's sort of the same thing. Yeah, it's dirty. His dad's just dirty. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to me, that's like a Silicon Knights and Legacy of Kane series because uh, Anna Henning, who wrote most, who actually wrote all the story for the Legacy of Kane series games, she's gone off to Ubisoft. So they haven't touched another one since uh, Defiance and Legacy of Kane series. Oh, man. Huge following that is just clamoring for another game, but I'm pretty sure it's just never going to happen. They're just going to sit on it and say no. It's it's in heaven, right beside my Dreamcast too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess we could say that kind of happened to Duke Nukem forever, but it took forever. You know, I mean, so. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems fitting that they named it Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait till that game comes out. I can't. You know what, there, there, <laughs> there are a couple of uh, first impressions of a demo so far, and for the most part, they've been pretty damn positive. Like, well, it's they, in good, it's in good hands. So yeah. true. Well, I mean, it's just like a huge amount of uh, nostalgia to playing it, but said that it was still just a lot of fun. So I was like, well, that's a plus. Yeah. So, you guys, that'll do it for the Tech Nation podcast. Uh, that was a great show. Yeah. Speaking of stupid fun, I think I'm actually gonna pick up Bulletstorm next time I get paid, <laughs> just to just to see what it is, just for the heck of it. Man. Oh, oh yeah, man! I just picked up uh, Red Dead and also the second Assassin's Creed, so I have a lot to play. <laughs> Oh, really? You are going to love Assassin's Creed 2. I swear I want my Japanese, my Assassin's Creed set in Japan, dang it. 
Shoguns. Ninja. Yeah. Well, actually, when I was up in uh, up in Canada, uh, Tracy's oldest son, uh, Chris, he got Red Dead Redemption. I sat and played it for a little bit when he was gone one day, and uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, my buddy told me you can like. Use. Buddy told me you can like go hunt bears and stuff. <laughs> Grand Theft Horse. Yeah, pretty much, almost. The game made for Mississippians. <laughs> well, you guys. <laughs> Redneck Redemption. Red- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> wow. I, I, that's a great note to end on. This is the website, fanfiction.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, send us a fan mail, fanfiction.com. Or uh, you can fill out our little form on, on the website. Um Check us out, read our reviews, watch our videos, uh, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube, um, RSS feed. There's several different ways you can you can uh, take in your tech edition. So, till next week, have a great week. Go south, very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs>